Ezekiel chapter 44. The man then brought me back to the outer gate of the sanctuary that faced east, but it was shut. And the Lord said to me, This gate is to remain shut. It shall not be opened, and no man shall enter through it, because the Lord, the God of Israel, has entered through it. Therefore it will remain shut. Only the prince himself may sit inside the gateway to eat in the presence of the Lord. He must enter by the way of the portico of the gateway and go out the same way. Then the man brought me to the front of the temple by way of the north gate. I looked and saw the glory of the Lord filling his temple, and I fell face down. The Lord said to me, Son of man, pay attention. Look carefully with your eyes and listen closely with your ears to everything I tell you concerning all the statutes and laws of the house of the Lord. Take careful note of the entrance to the temple along with all the exits of the sanctuary. Tell the rebellious house of Israel that this is what the Lord God says. I have had enough of all your abominations, O house of Israel. In addition to all your other abominations, you brought in foreigners, uncircumcised, in both heart and flesh, to occupy my sanctuary. You defiled my temple when you offered my food, the fat and the blood. You broke my covenant, and you have not kept charge of my holy things, but have appointed others to keep charge of my sanctuary for you. This is what the Lord God says. No foreigner, uncircumcised in heart and flesh, may enter my sanctuary, not even a foreigner who lives among the Israelites. Surely the Levites who wandered away from me when Israel went astray, and who wandered away from me after their idols, will bear the consequences of their iniquity. Yet they shall be ministers in my sanctuary, having charge of the gates of the temple, and ministering there. They shall slaughter the burnt offerings and other sacrifices for the people, and stand before them, to minister to them. Because they ministered before their idols and became a stumbling block of iniquity to the house of Israel, therefore I swore with an uplifted hand concerning them that they would bear the consequences of their iniquity, declares the Lord God. They must not approach me to serve me as priests or come near any of my holy things or the most holy things. They will bear the shame of the abominations they have committed. Yet I will appoint them to keep charge of all the work for the temple and everything to be done in it. But the Levitical priests, who are descended from Zadok, and who kept charge of my sanctuary when the Israelites went astray from me, are to approach me to minister before me. They will stand before me to offer me fat and blood, declares the Lord God. They alone shall enter my sanctuary and draw near to my table to minister before me. They will keep my charge. When they enter the gates of the inner court, they are to wear linen garments. They must not wear anything made of wool when they minister at the gates of the inner court or inside the temple. They are to wear linen turbans on their heads and linen undergarments around their waists. They must not wear anything that makes them perspire. When they go out to the outer court, to the people, they are to take off the garments in which they have ministered, leave them in the holy chambers, and dress in other clothes so that they do not transmit holiness to the people with their garments. They must not shave their heads or let their hair grow long, but must carefully trim their hair. No priest may drink wine before he enters the inner court, and they shall not marry a widow or a divorced woman, but must marry a virgin of the descendants of the house of Israel or a widow of a priest. They are to teach my people the difference between the holy and the common and show them how to discern between the clean and the unclean. In any dispute, they shall officiate as judges and judge according to my ordinances. They must keep my laws and statutes regarding all my appointed feasts, and they must keep my Sabbaths holy.
A priest must not defile himself by going near a dead person. However, for a father, a mother, a son, a daughter, a brother, or an unmarried sister, he may do so. And after he is cleansed, he must count off seven days for himself. And on the day he goes into the sanctuary, into the inner court, to minister in the sanctuary, he must present his sin offering, declares the Lord God. In regard to their inheritance, I am their inheritance. You are to give them no possession in Israel, for I am their possession. They shall eat the grain offerings, the sin offerings, and the guilt offerings. Everything in Israel devoted to the Lord will belong to them. The best of all the first fruits and of every contribution from all your offerings will belong to the priests. You are to give your first batch of dough to the priest, so that a blessing may rest upon your homes. The priest may not eat any bird or animal found dead or torn by wild beasts. Chapter 45 When you divide the land by lot as an inheritance, you are to set aside a portion for the Lord, a holy portion of the land 25,000 cubits long and 20,000 cubits wide. This entire tract of land will be holy. Within this area there is to be a section for the sanctuary 500 cubits square, with 50 cubits around it for open land. From this holy portion you are to measure off a length of 25,000 cubits and a width of 10,000 cubits, and in it will be the sanctuary, the most holy place. It will be a holy portion of the land to be used by the priests who minister in the sanctuary, who draw near to minister before the Lord. It will be a place for their houses, as well as a holy area for the sanctuary. An adjacent area 25,000 cubits long and 10,000 cubits wide shall belong to the Levites who minister in the temple. It will be their possession for towns in which to live. As the property of the city, you are to set aside an area 5,000 cubits wide and 25,000 cubits long adjacent to the holy district. It will belong to the whole house of Israel. Now the prince will have the area bordering each side of the area formed by the holy district and the property of the city, extending westward from the western side and eastward from the eastern side, running lengthwise from the western boundary to the eastern boundary and parallel to one of the tribal portions. This land will be his possession in Israel. And my princes will no longer oppress my people, but will give the rest of the land to the house of Israel, according to their tribes. For this is what the Lord God says, Enough, O princes of Israel! Cease your violence and oppression, and do what is just and right. Stop dispossessing my people, declares the Lord God. You must use honest scales, a just ephah, and a just bath. The ephah and the bath shall be the same quantity, so that the bath will contain a tenth of a homer, and the ephah a tenth of a homer. The homer will be the standard measure for both. The shekel will consist of twenty geras. Twenty shekels plus twenty-five shekels plus fifteen shekels will equal one mina. This is the contribution you are to offer, a sixth of an ephah from each homer of wheat, and a sixth of an ephah from each homer of barley. The prescribed portion of oil measured by the bath is a tenth of a bath from each core. A core consists of ten baths, or one homer, since ten baths are equivalent to a homer. And one sheep shall be given from each flock of two hundred from the well-watered pastures of Israel. These are for the grain offerings, burnt offerings, and peace offerings to make atonement for the people, declares the Lord God. All the people of the land must participate in this contribution for the Prince of Israel. 
and it shall be the prince's part to provide the burnt offerings, grain offerings, and drink offerings for the feasts, new moons, and Sabbaths, for all the appointed feasts of the house of Israel. He will provide the sin offerings, grain offerings, burnt offerings, and peace offerings to make atonement for the house of Israel. This is what the Lord God says. On the first day of the first month, you are to take a young bull without blemish and purify the sanctuary. And the priest is to take some of the blood from the sin offering and put it on the doorposts of the temple, on the four corners of the ledge of the altar, and on the gatepost of the inner court. You must do the same thing on the seventh day of the month for anyone who strays unintentionally or in ignorance. In this way, you will make atonement for the temple. On the fourteenth day of the first month, you are to observe the Passover, a feast of seven days during which unleavened bread shall be eaten. On that day, the prince shall provide a bull as a sin offering for himself and for all the people of the land. Each day during the seven days of the feast, he shall provide seven bulls and seven rams without blemish as a burnt offering to the Lord, along with a male goat for a sin offering. He shall also provide as a grain offering an ephah for each bull and an ephah for each ram, along with a hen of olive oil for each ephah of grain. During the seven days of the feast that begins on the fifteenth day of the seventh month, he is to make the same provision for sin offerings, burnt offerings, grain offerings, and oil. Chapter 46 This is what the Lord God says. The gate of the inner court that faces east must be kept shut during the six days of work, but on the Sabbath day and on the day of the new moon it shall be opened. The prince is to enter from the outside through the portico of the gateway and stand by the gateposts, while the priest sacrifices burnt offerings and peace offerings. He is to bow in worship at the threshold of the gate and then depart, but the gate must not be shut until evening. On the Sabbaths and new moons, the people of the land are also to bow in worship before the Lord at the entrance to that gateway. The burnt offering that the prince presents to the Lord on the Sabbath day shall be six unblemished male lambs and an unblemished ram. The grain offering with the rams shall be one ephah, and the grain offering with the lambs shall be as much as he is able, along with a hen of oil per ephah. On the day of the new moon he shall offer a young unblemished bull, six lambs, and a ram without blemish. He is to provide a grain offering of an ephah with the bull, an ephah with the ram, and as much as he is able with the lambs, along with a hen of oil per ephah. When the prince enters, he shall go in through the portico of the gateway, and he shall go out the same way. When the people of the land come before the Lord at the appointed feast, whoever enters by the north gate to worship must go out by the south gate, and whoever enters by the south gate must go out by the north gate. No one is to return through the gate by which he entered, but each must go out by the opposite gate. When the people enter, the prince shall go in with them, and when they leave, he shall leave. At the festivals and appointed feasts, the grain offering shall be an ephah with a bull, an ephah with a ram, and as much as one is able to give with the lambs, along with a hen of oil per ephah. When the prince makes a freewill offering to the Lord, whether a burnt offering or a peace offering, the gate facing east must be opened for him. He is to offer his burnt offering or peace offering just as he does on the Sabbath day. Then he shall go out, and the gate must be closed after he goes out. And you shall provide an unblemished year-old lamb as a daily burnt offering to the Lord. You are to offer it every morning. 
You are also to provide with it every morning a grain offering of a sixth of an ephah, with a third of a hin of oil, to moisten the fine flour, a grain offering to the Lord. This is a permanent statute. Thus they shall provide the lamb, the grain offering, and the oil every morning as a regular burnt offering. This is what the Lord God says. If the prince gives a gift to any of his sons as an inheritance, it will belong to his descendants. It will become their property by inheritance. But if he gives a gift from his inheritance to one of his servants, it will belong to that servant until the year of freedom. Then it will revert to the prince. His inheritance belongs only to his sons. It shall be theirs. The prince must not take any of the inheritance of the people by evicting them from their property. He is to provide an inheritance for his sons from his own property, so that none of my people will be displaced from his property. Then the man brought me through the entrance at the side of the gate into the holy chambers facing north, which belonged to the priest. And he showed me a place there at the far western end and said to me, This is the place where the priest shall boil the guilt offering and the sin offering, and where they shall bake the grain offering so that they do not bring them into the outer court and transmit holiness to the people. Then he brought me into the outer court and led me around to its four corners and I saw a separate court in each of its corners. In the four corners of the outer court there were enclosed courts, each forty cubits long and thirty cubits wide. Each of the four corner areas had the same dimensions. Around the inside of each of the four courts was a row of masonry with ovens built at the base of the walls on all sides. And he said to me, These are the kitchens where those who minister at the temple will cook the sacrifices offered by the people. Chapter 47 Then the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. Next he brought me out through the north gate, and led me around the outside of the outer gate facing east, and there I saw the water trickling out from the south side. As the man went eastward with the measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and led me through ankle-deep water. Then he measured off a thousand cubits and led me through knee-deep water. Again, he measured a thousand cubits and led me through waist-deep water. Once again, he measured off a thousand cubits, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough for swimming, a river that could not be crossed on foot. Son of man, do you see this? he asked. Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived, I saw a great number of trees along both banks of the river, and he said to me, This water flows out to the eastern region and goes down into the Araba. When it empties into the sea, the water there becomes fresh. Wherever the river flows, there will be swarms of living creatures and a great number of fish, because it flows there and makes the waters fresh. So wherever the river flows, everything will flourish. Fishermen will stand by the shore. From Angedi to Enagleam, they will spread their nets to catch fish of many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. But the swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Along both banks of the river, fruit trees of all kinds will grow. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. Each month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will be used for food, and their leaves for healing. This is what the Lord God says. 
These are the boundaries by which you are to divide the land as an inheritance among the twelve tribes of Israel. Joseph shall receive two portions. You are to divide it equally among them. Because I swore with an uplifted hand to give it to your forefathers, this land will fall to you as an inheritance. This shall be the boundary of the land. On the north side it will extend from the great sea by way of Hethlem through Lebohemoth to Zedad, Berathah and Sibirim, which is on the border between Damascus and Hamath, as far as Hazer Hadakan, which is on the border of Haran. So the border will run from the sea to Hazer Enon, along the northern border of Damascus, with the territory of Hamath to the north. This will be the northern boundary. On the east side, the border will run between Haran and Damascus, along the Jordan between Gilead and the land of Israel, to the eastern sea and as far as Tamar. This will be the eastern border. On the south side, it will run from Tamar to the waters of Meribath Kadesh and along the brook of Egypt to the Great Sea. This will be the southern boundary. And on the west side, the Great Sea will be the boundary up to a point opposite Labohamath. This will be the western boundary. You are to divide this land among yourselves according to the tribes of Israel. You shall allot it as an inheritance for yourselves and for the foreigners who dwell among you and who have children. You are to treat them as native-born Israelites. Along with you, they shall be allotted an inheritance among the tribes of Israel. In whatever tribe a foreigner dwells, you are to assign his inheritance there, declares the Lord God. Chapter 48 Now these are the names of the tribes. At the northern frontier, Dan will have one portion bordering the road of Hethlon and Lebohamoth, and running on to Hazar Enon, on the border of Damascus with Hamath to the north, and extending from the east side to the west side. Asher will have one portion bordering the territory of Dan from east to west. Naphtali will have one portion bordering the territory of Asher from east to west. Manasseh will have one portion bordering the territory of Naphtali from east to west. Ephraim will have one portion bordering the territory of Manasseh from east to west. Reuben will have one portion bordering the territory of Ephraim from east to west. Judah will have one portion bordering the territory of Reuben from east to west. Bordering the territory of Judah from east to west will be the portion you are to set apart. It will be 25,000 cubits wide and the length of a tribal portion from east to west, and the center will be the sanctuary. The special portion you set apart to the Lord shall be 25,000 cubits long and 10,000 cubits wide. This will be the holy portion for the priest. It will be 25,000 cubits long on the north side, 10,000 cubits wide on the west side, 10,000 cubits wide on the east side, and 25,000 cubits long on the south side. In the center will be the sanctuary of the Lord. It will be for the consecrated priests, the descendants of Zadok, who kept my charge and did not go astray as the Levites did when the Israelites went astray. It will be a special portion for them set apart from the land, a most holy portion adjacent to the territory of the Levites. Bordering the territory of the priests, the Levites shall have an area 25,000 cubits long and 10,000 cubits wide. The whole length will be 25,000 cubits and the width 10,000 cubits. They must not sell or exchange any of it and they must not transfer this best part of the land, for it is holy to the Lord. The remaining area, 5,000 cubits wide and 25,000 cubits long, will be for common use by the city, for houses and for pasture land. 
The city will be in the center of it and will have these measurements, 4,500 cubits on the north side, 4,500 cubits on the south side, 4,500 cubits on the east side, and 4,500 cubits on the west side. The pasture land of the city will extend 250 cubits to the north, 250 cubits to the south, 250 cubits to the east, and 250 cubits to the west. The remainder of the length bordering the holy portion and running adjacent to it will be 10,000 cubits on the east side and 10,000 cubits on the west side. Its produce will supply food for the workers of the city. The workers of the city who cultivate it will come from all the tribes of Israel. The entire portion will be a square, 25,000 cubits by 25,000 cubits. You are to set apart the holy portion along with the city property. The remaining area on both sides of the holy portion and of the property of the city will belong to the prince. He will own the land adjacent to the tribal portions extending eastward from the 25,000 cubits of the holy district toward the eastern border and westward from the 25,000 cubits to the western border. And in the center of them will be the holy portion and the sanctuary of the temple. So the Levitical property and the city property will lie in the center of the area belonging to the prince the area between the borders of Judah and Benjamin. As for the rest of the tribes, Benjamin will have one portion extending from the east side to the west side. Simeon will have one portion bordering the territory of Benjamin from east to west. Issachar will have one portion bordering the territory of Simeon from east to west. Zebulun will have one portion bordering the territory of Issachar from east to west. And Gad will have one portion bordering the territory of Zebulun from east to west. The southern border of Gad will run from Tamar to the waters of Meribeth Kadesh, then along the brook of Egypt and out to the great sea. This is the land you are to allot as an inheritance to the tribes of Israel, and these will be their portions, declares the Lord God. These will be the exits of the city, beginning on the north side, which will be 4,500 cubits long. The gates of the city will be named after the tribes of Israel. On the north side there will be three gates, the gate of Reuben, the gate of Judah, and the gate of Levi. On the east side, which will be 4,500 cubits long, there will be three gates, the gate of Joseph, the gate of Benjamin, and the gate of Dan. On the south side, which will be 4,500 cubits long, there will be three gates, the gate of Simeon, the gate of Issachar, and the gate of Zebulun. And on the west side, which will be 4,500 cubits long, there will be three gates, the gate of Gad, the gate of Asher, and the gate of Naphtali. The perimeter of the city will be 18,000 cubits, and from that day on the name of the city will be, The Lord is There.